from the Pod Connect Studios high in the Rockies at the beautiful Beaver Creek Resort. This is a special cannabis crowdfunding episode. Alex, welcome to the show. Hey, Dan, thanks for having me. Well, it's great to have you in the show, and it's so appropriate because Fundana is a crowdfunding portal designed for cannabis companies. To get started, what I thought we'd do is we'd talk about some of the advantages that cannabis companies can have by hosting their campaign on Fundana. Absolutely. Yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. Well, jump in and tell us what their advantages oh. are. All right, perfect. I can do that. So advantages for us are really we started Fundana with just an eye toward the future. And Fundana has been around since 2016. The idea was really to bring together a place where companies who are sort of ancillary in the cannabis space, CBD, hemp industries, things of that nature, where they could have a platform just for them because there was nobody really catered to that specific audience, to those types of companies. And so we saw that gap and we thought this is a perfect opportunity for us to get in front of companies that are looking to potentially raise funds with regulation crowdfunding and also kind of help them through the process, get them the understanding that they need in order to put a campaign together so that they could look to raise some funds on the portal. So that's really in a nutshell why we do this, because nobody else really was looking to do anything like this. And it makes sense. I understand from an industry perspective, it can be very tricky to work with companies in the cannabis space, whether it be from a banking perspective or whether it be from like a regulatory standpoint. Uh, but we've worked with companies in a number of different spaces within uh, the cannabis CBD hemp uh, arena. So uh, for us, it's a really big focus of ours. And we're just blessed to be in the position that we are and, and to help companies potentially raise some capital on the platform. Oh, I think you're in a great position. I think you're in a great position. You mentioned about the regulations and I know crowdfunding falls under federal jurisdictions, which makes it hard for some types of cannabis companies to find a portal that'll host their campaign. Are there any types of cannabis businesses that are not accepted on Fundana? Yeah. So as it currently stands, we have to be extremely careful with companies that directly touch plants just because of the banking issues, right? Because mm -hmm. when you set up a regulation crowdfunding campaign, and this is a common misconception I see a lot, when investors come in and they make their investment, the money doesn't come directly to us or directly into the company. It has to go into a third-party escrow account. And that's a, a tricky process, right? Because escrow banks typically will not work with companies that directly touch the plant itself. They just, they can't do it. So we've had companies that have been in the ancillary space, but direct plant touching companies uh, can be very, very tricky to work with. But you know, of course, we can absolutely speak with you, kind of figure out what could make sense, what could work. But yeah, that would be the one a main limitation that we have currently. Yes. Well, hopefully that won't be forever. Keep our fingers crossed. Let's talk about the process. If I wanted to launch a campaign in 2022, what should I be doing now so that I'm prepared? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that companies could look into doing prior to launching a campaign is just kind of finding their crowd now, right? Don't wait to find your crowd. Just start working on those pieces immediately, whether that's 
setting up an email marketing list, bringing people in the door so that uh, they're excited about what you're doing with your company, working with social media, building on LinkedIn, building those networks, those strong networks so that you can interact with other cannabis entrepreneurs as well as other people in the space. So that's the biggest piece I would say is just making sure that you have kind of an idea as to what your crowd could look like because every crowd is different. Every company, even within the, the cannabis and CBD space can be different. Some mm -hmm. people are interested in, in like real estate, for example, or they're interested in other types of projects that are in the space. So trying to find what your crowd could look like ahead of time is going to be the biggest pathway to success when you get that campaign set up, in my opinion. Yeah. I think that's good advice. I think it's good advice. Start lining everybody up in advance. Why wait until the last minute? And just to add on to that, you have to be a little bit careful, right? If you're a company, you cannot pre-advertise that you're doing a Reg CF campaign. You have to be really careful. You can't, what they call, uh, precondition the market, which is basically talk about doing an offering before you do an offering. So to me, it's very important to bring people in and show them just the power of your company, what you're doing with your company, why it's so innovative, what your goals are, explain the team, really tell that story early on, because that's what's going to be able to hook people in. And then once that uh, campaign starts up, then you can absolutely hit them, say, hey, this is what we're doing right now. You already know about us, about our story, about our foundations, our team. This is what we're doing now. We're raising capital. You could be a part of this. So that could be, I think, a, a pathway to success for companies. Absolutely. You don't accept every application that comes across your desk. What are some of the key things that must be in an application to get them approved? Yeah, I would say number one uh, would be a story, as crazy as that sounds. But stories are what do the best in regulation crowdfunding spaces. And having a story that audiences can connect with, at least in our opinion, is something that's very important. We certainly don't turn people away in that way. If they're interested in using regulation crowdfunding, we want to talk to you because uh, we think that we can kind of walk through what the process and what your options could look like. So we certainly don't like outright reject people, which is good. But at the same time, when companies come in the door, having that story and having a good team, something that people can connect with, I think is really important when it comes to putting that regulation crowdfunding campaign together and, and putting any company together, any business together is something that you're really going to want to look into. So uh, for me, yeah, I would say number one is probably the the overall story of the company that doing the raise. Yeah, that's always the case. You mentioned the steps. Maybe you could walk us through the process from the time my application is accepted until the money hits my bank. Yeah, the, the process is honestly pretty straightforward. We try to keep it straightforward. There's obviously a lot of forms, surveys, and questionnaires. None of it is what I would consider to be difficult. It's just really tedious. And I mean, full disclosure, right? Yeah. It's a tedious process, right? There's a lot of things that go into putting a campaign together. But most of the time, our companies, they come in the door, they sign up on Fundana.com for an issuer account. They might work on their profile a little bit, which is fantastic. That's going to come kind of later in the process, but you know the the first initial steps are really going to be determining what the compliance due diligence pieces we need from that company are. Things like a valuation survey, so that we understand kind of what the value of the company looks like, understand what the capital structure looks like for the company, understanding what you're trying to offer. Is it going to be uh, stock in the company? Is it going to be convertible notes, some other structure? We're open to all suggestions. We're open to customizing solutions, just because. 
not all solutions kind of work for all companies. You've got to really listen. You have to understand really what their goals are and what they're trying to do. So for us, it's really important just to understand what the eventual goals are and how they want to present that to investors. But yeah, most of the work is really just working through with companies to help them get a form scene and offering statement prepared just so that they have, again, all the compliance due diligence pieces submitted and everything is good to go. So that's yeah. really the, the meat and potatoes. Well, it's important to do those that you said this the tedious stuff, but that's the foundation for all future raises. So if, if if you have to put that foundation in place, and you might as well get it done with having the assistance of somebody from the Fundana team, <laughs> you guys can help them put this together, and then that foundation they can carry that forward for many years. Yeah, absolutely. That that's the idea, and we've we've worked with companies that this is their first rodeo. We've worked with companies where this is not their first rodeo. We've worked with companies that are pre-revenue, post-revenue. I mean, you name it, we, we've probably uh, seen a company or worked with a company in, in that kind of a stage. Again, it's important for us to just understand what those goals and objectives are because they can just be wildly different. Everybody thinks, oh, you just, you're raising money. Yeah, it's just not quite that simple, right? There's a lot more to it than I think a lot of people realize at first blush. At least from a company standpoint, there's definitely like an educational process sometimes that goes into uh, getting everything prepared, which is important. Well, I think it's important too. Before we wrap up, we just have a couple minutes left, but I wanted to ask you about advertising because there seems to be some uncertainty. And are there the restrictions on where you can advertise and what you can do. I mean, for instance, could I put commercials on all of our podcasts? Could you put a billboard up? What are the things you can do to, to get the word out about your campaign? Yeah, absolutely. And it's a great question. And it's definitely something that's trickier for companies in the cannabis space, no question, because we've seen how digital advertising platforms have reacted to cannabis advertising in the past. Anything even in the space, CBD is tricky. So... As far as advertising goes, once your campaign is live, uh, you really do have the ability to market that offering. You can't digital marketing campaigns. You can put a billboard up. You can do a radio ad. You can do bumpers on a podcast, right? There's yeah. a, a million different things that you, you can do. Uh, part of it is the restrictions that these platforms are going to give you as to whether you can or, or can't advertise uh, based on your campaign. I personally have seen some successful advertising campaigns, kind of a multitude of platforms at this point, which is pretty cool. It is possible to advertise. I've not seen any billboards yet, but uh, there's still time. <laughs> well, hopefully that'll be soon. We have all of Fundana's information in the show notes, and I definitely recommend checking out their website if you're considering raising money or looking for a company to invest in. The websites are, are very, very detailed. And there's also people on Alex's team that can answer any of your questions. Alex, I appreciate you doing this today. Thanks for being on the show. Absolutely, Dan. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Cannabis Health Radio is a podcast about stories from people around the world who have used cannabis to deal with serious ailments, many of them life-threatening. My name is Ian Jessup. 
My co-host Corey Yelland is no stranger to the devastating emotional impact faced by so many people receiving a death sentence diagnosis from a doctor. Told she only had months to live with anal canal cancer, Corey researched and immediately began using cannabis oil to eliminate her cancer and has been cancer-free for more than a decade. She told herself that if it worked, she would spend the rest of her life helping others, which she does tirelessly every day. When you listen to our podcast, you'll hear many stories like Corey's, along with others who have used cannabis oil for many more ailments besides cancer, such as chronic pain, PTSD, MS, and many, many more. As one of our guests said, your podcast gave me the confidence to save my own life. We regularly get messages from listeners who have heard our podcast and use cannabis to solve a serious health issue of their own or that of a loved one. We hope you listen to these stories and be as inspired and moved as we are with each and every episode.